What is up, fam? What is up, squad? Hope you guys um doing well. So I'm with a special guest right here, Perth Air. Hey guys, Matt Bond. Um, he's a Perth um drone um videographer and photographer. And say what's up to the vlog. I mean, not vlog. Um, podcast. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, how's it going? Oh, good yourself, Matt. Um, thank you for being in my podcast. Um, do, do you, would you like to answer my questions? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. Um, tell me about your journey. What got you into drone photography and drone videography? Um, I was mainly, like, I started with, like, the iPhone 5 photography, and then I started playing around with, like, the Parrot AR drones. Ooh. And mm -hmm. then they were, like, they were, like, the cheap ones, and I started to buy eBay parts, and then I saved up a bit of money and then sold like three of them and went to a Phantom 3. And once I hit the Phantom 3, the, that's when the photography side started to come to it. Mm. I started to play around with like the lighting and top-down photos from it. Mm -hmm. And once I did that, I, I started to do it and I started to get better. Someone offered to buy a photo and then that's when I realized that there was actually like more to it. Mm -hmm. And that it was like a lot bigger and when I first started not many people were doing it in Perth I was like mm. one of the few mm -hmm. and that's what was so interesting about it and it's just the like fact of sending something up that high and just having that much power just in your hands it's like it's quite interesting to see what you can mm. get out of it really you okay, since you started drone you probably be around like kind of around my age in 2014 that that's when drones have fully been out and stuff they're making these all these prototypes 2013 14 like you be you probably been yeah you probably been like 13 that time 2014 um i don't know if you remember but like drones wasn't that popular and like i actually wanted a drone like the first person who actually did drones was actually like my actual dad, like my actual dad in the Philippines, like he's actually like one of the drone operators. He works like for big companies and all that, like the videos. So there wasn't like drones until 20, I think 16, 2017. Everyone was getting drones. It was getting um, competitive, like the, like I'm sure you know because you've been in the industry for a while. Like everyone's got, getting into drones and all that. And then it's like getting very um, competitive. And plus like the... Um, what do you call it? the aviation of um the government making stuff really really strict about like the drones the rules the new regulations and whatnot but yeah 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 um when i started you're actually allowed to fly at some parts of rottnest island and you're still allowed to fly in city of sterling mm -hmm. and i started to take photos about four years ago in all these locations and about six months after that's when the law started to get tighter and mm -hmm. then after that happened, I started to post them on Facebook, even though I legally took them, but then they changed the laws. But I still had the media, and then that started to create a lot of outlash on these Facebook community groups, and that was one of the things that brought the interest down for me was all the negativity that people were getting out of it, out of, like, saying, oh, you can't fly there when you actually could, and it was just creating tension. You just need these permits, like the permits and all that, because I think the only concern, right, you know, like, how, like, um, in my personal opinion, don't get me wrong, like, CASA tricks people and all that, like, they don't really trick, but, like, they said you need a drone license to, like, to fly your um, unmanned aircraft, like, I just said, I just, then, then, when I called CASA, right, 
they just said, oh, you don't need a license unless you're doing fun purposes. It's more of like the business and commercial sites and the um, the warning restriction zone. I think it's a GEO or whatever you call it. I said, that's fair enough. But, yeah, like, but, but why would you just say that on the CASA website? You're not allowed to fly drone, you need a permit and all that when you just do it your own fun purposes. Yeah, yeah. Um, even like the rules of parks and that, apparently there's only like five spots legally in Perth in the actual area of beaches. And there's only like five spots of Perth that you're actually allowed to fly it with mm. all the footpaths and everything. Like, I believe, like, it's a bit unfair, like, how, like, Cassis says, like, yo, you fly, like, there, you see other people flying their drones without, like, there's so many people, like, flying their drones, like, without a license and all that, but how come it says there, like, other, because I think the the reason why, because they don't want less operators out in the sky, I believe that, I'm not yeah. too sure, straight top of my head, what do you reckon, in your point of view, there should be more drone operators um. or less? I feel how the technology gets better. I feel like they could actually make a system to manage all the drones and the actual airplanes. I feel like with the better technology, they could actually reduce the laws instead of increase them. Because if if you can actually communicate with the other drones, there won't be a problem. Like the only because like like there's a few like there's a few of us like drone operators. There's only like I think believe like forty of us, but we just don't know like the others because I follow this um DJI I'm a drone Australia community, and the main person who's always like filming really restricted areas is Aerochu Australia, Michael, the guy you heard of him Aerochu Australia. Him. Uh, might have heard of him. No, Eritu, um, Mitchell, Michael, Michael something, H or something, I can't even say his last name, but he, he films, like, so much, like, restricted areas, like, like license, like, Kalbari, Bungle Bungle, um, all that. That, that, that's, like, the strictest area, and I was, like... Is it, MK, is it MKZ imagery? Yeah, MK, no, it's Eritu, I'll send it right now, if I could find it, but if I can't, then that's okay, Eritu, like, is like, what? Oh, wait, uh, uh, wait, this guy, you might know him, share the link, where are you, so, okay, there, right, three, two, one, there's the link, uh, him, yeah, yeah, I never heard of him, actually, you never heard of him, alright, fair enough, yeah, no. but, but, but he films, like, more of, like, like, all, like, the restricted areas and all that, so, yeah, but the only thing is, like... Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's only a one-time offer with the license, and that's about it. But the but the, li- mm. the drone license is a bit expensive, though. It's, like, around three grand, two grand for it. Yeah, yeah. But you... F- but, yeah, but you feel me with that, right? About the drone laws, but anyway, it's, it's quite... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be similar to, like, car fees and things. Yeah, mm um, you want to get straight on to the second, um, second questions, uh, say yeah, second question. Yeah, what, yeah, let's go. What do drone operators need to improve with their work? Um, I just feel that people, um, virtually, it's not being careless, they virtually chuck it up in, not, it's okay to fly in a public place, it's just, they chuck it up in the worst location, like, if you're on, like, a walkway or something, they'll just do it right there and block everyone. It's like... And then once they get up, it's, like, disturbing the pace. Mm. Mm. 
if they're doing it if they're doing it quietly, no one's gonna have a problem with it. Yeah, fair enough. It's like it's a little bit like bringing like a speak, bit of like bringing a speaker to a park and playing it out loud. If you true. play it in a corner, you're you're all good. Yeah, true. It's yeah, I guess that could be a thing that photographers need to prove. Yeah, to be honest, I reckon what photo- like not photographers, um, like drone operators need to improve is I reckon it's more of like what modes do they have to um set like what setting modes that they need to put it because like most of them put it into they don't put it in HDR because I put like you know that city um footage I did like a pull out shot of Elizabeth Quay so I forgot to put it in yeah. um how do you call it HDR so I had to color grade the um I have to color grade the video I'm just like how do you color correction and then I just color correction it I reckon I reckon that's what they need to improve understand about the um setting modes you don't have to agree yeah with me, yeah but yeah um a lot of people shoot in JPEG as well which is really annoying mm. Um, what's with JPEG and all that? What's it like? What is JPEG and RAW? Because I'm still learning about. I'm just trying to understand it. What like I don't see any difference in my in my point of view. I just take the picture, do it, and uh, so yeah. RAW. RAW is like a higher quality photo, but JPEGs like slightly lower, but they still appear to be the same photo. You, but RAW, you can just change the colors and brighten it up and alter it mm. in post. Where yeah. in JPEG, it's you can only keep it in the original form you took it in which is quite quite bad because if you're shooting in bad conditions and you shoot in jpeg it's virtually not even usable photos or videos mm-hmm, fair enough um yeah so um let's get st- straight on to the third question if that's okay with you um yeah 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 let's go what are the resources that helped you along the way um so i didn't actually start using um, the Adobe platform until I was like quite far into it and then once I started to learn like Lightroom and Photoshop and started to watch like YouTube tutorials of like editing photos and videos I started to I just went from like very like unknowledgeable and every single time I use Photoshop and Adobe Lightroom it, I just learn something new every single time I use it I'm like continuing to, continuing to learn and on those platforms, and I feel like the video editing software, Premiere Pro, is the best thing you can possibly get, even if you're not even, even as a hobbyist just doing. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. Because I reckon, right, like speaking of like Adobe Premiere Pro, Pro and all the editing softwares, every there's editing softwares are getting better each time. Like there's so much improvements, like. I reckon my personal opinion, Adobe won't catch up ahead with the other editing softwares. Like, I reckon the best editing software that I think that there's going to be out there is actually DaVinci Resolve 16. Because that's like 10 times better in my personal opinion. But Adobe Premiere is good. But like with DaVinci, they have like the color corrections. They have all these extra features that Premiere Pro don't really have. That's in my point of view. But what's like, what's it like in your point of view? With the, the like, Premiere needs to improve and uh, Lightroom and all the, all that. They should be including some more quick features because everything is from scratch. 
watching you do it. Mm. There should be like some presets and everything. Because mm. they really lack in the presets and field department. They should have like a generic like one button action. Because even in Premiere Pro, you have to do everything manually, and that's just mm. taking time. And it takes with like the iPhone things, you just tap a filter and it's done. Yeah. You can only but doing that with like raw footage would be amazing, and just changing it that quickly. Fair enough. Yeah, because I reckon, like, the other software that's actually even 10 times better that I don't even have, like, a laptop still on this day. I don't even have, like, I'm not even all complete the gear that I have. But I reckon, like, the editing software like most people are keeping up with is Lumina 4. You heard of Lumina 4? It's, like, an AI. I have heard of it. Yeah. But still on this day, Lightroom is good, but, like... They need to have extra features, maybe like, um, what do you call it, um, image correction. They do have it, but like a bit of more, like they need to sense the image. Like with Lumina 4, they sense stuff 10 times better. That's in my personal opinion. What What do you reckon Lightroom needs to improve? Uh, I actually, um, yeah, mainly with Lightroom is just the, they haven't changed anything in the last 10 years virtually. Mm. They haven't really... Ten years ago, it's all amazing, but it's still using the same. It works perfectly fine, but yeah. I think they should they should just bring in new Extra things features. and make everything. Yeah, because that's what I'm like really expecting for. But yeah, um, you want to get straight on to the fourth question? Let's go. Straight, let's get you straight straight to the fourth question. You're right with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um. What do you do apart from your drone stuff? Well, um, I do... Okay, yeah, so I do part-time work at McDonald's. And I also, do, I also do nursing, but I do about 30 to 36 hours a week at McDonald's and mm. full-time, full-time nursing and also full-time media tape. So... It's quite full on. I don't hectic. get much spare time anymore. Pretty hectic for you. Yeah. I reckon, by the looks of it. Um, speaking of your media stuff, um, um, how how is tape so far for you? Like doing your um screens and diplo diploma in screens. Uh, how yeah. So it? at the moment, I'm I'm quite far behind in the course. I got a lot to catch up on with all my projects. It's sort of like. We're focusing less on assessments and more on the extra work that aren't assessments, and I need to get on top of the assessments more than the other work that's not getting assessed, really. It's like 1% assessments, and then all the rest is the other stuff that isn't getting assessed. And, yeah, it's a little bit behind at the moment on it, unfortunately. Mm, it's not bad. Um, do you uh, – I know this is actually really um, – Tough question that you might kind of will answer or won't, but what's it like working at McDonald's? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been there for five years Not since bad. I was fourteen, mm -hmm. and yeah, so pretty much I do almost full time work for the last five years. Um, it has brought me a long way because I'm nineteen now and mm -hmm. I own a house from McDonald's, mm -hmm. so. 
I've saved all my money from it and bought a house and that's probably the best thing I've ever done and I'm so happy to be to be paying off a house as a student and I don't think many other people have gotten that opportunity so it's not the greatest job in terms of like no. in terms it's of a good thing work that environments you have a job, like I noticed like most of like most of the people right when they start to do like business or something or their hobbies as a business and all like photographers and and all that, like videographers and all that. Sometimes they don't have like a like a side hustle. I don't know if you heard of it, like side hustle. Like they have like like a second job, which is like you know have like fixed in like fixed income, and then um, a fixed income, and then like a income that you might earn big or small, or whatnot. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Because like to be honest, a lot of people say you get like these clients every day. Like you know, like you get these clients to do like photography work or videography. But it's like, it's not often you get these clients. But you get what I'm saying. Mm. But, yeah, yeah. But if you don't see in my point, but that's okay. Like, this is my own personal opinion. Like, I don't even get these clients every day. I, it's like, barely. I hit up, like, most people. Some people say, yes, I'll, I don't mind doing a favor for, what do you call it, taking some couple photos here and there. But, but you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, and lots of people expect to get work for free, which is something that shouldn't be happening. True, because like I was speaking to you have North Borders, Mike, North Borders. Yeah, Borders, yeah, I've met them in person a few times. I was speaking to. I met them in Sydney. Mm, I was speaking to North Borders earlier today, right? I did a podcast with uh, with him this morning. And he was saying that that's like it's a good learning curve. Like you know, it's like I've took like I've so someone nearly took advantage of me. Um, I I so I said yes to free work. It's good to have free work, but like I didn't realize I had to be a teacher for the, for that cl- like person. So he didn't doesn't know how to produce a movie or like you know like you know how to get all these gears and all that. So. I, I nearly said I nearly took, I nearly gave that guy advantage, but thank goodness my mom stopped me. If my mom didn't stop me, the guy would take it too, so much advantage advantage because he knows that I'm more more experienced under like the movie, film, and cinematography, photography stuff. But yeah, yeah. But um, that's a good uh, I still. Hey, what's that? I would. I would do free work if I wanted to do free work. If True. I don't, if I'm interested in it, I would. And if I want to learn something, I would do it for free because that's the only way to start off. But one, it's good to it's good to build a portfolio. Everyone needs to do it. Yeah, for sure. Even working. It's good to build. Your even portfolio. working really cheaply. True, because like because like because people like I was like this in time to get. Like, you know, like, I, you know, like, I've realized, right, why you shouldn't always charge your price too high and all that, because sometimes the clients will, like, really get annoyed at you, like, you can see what I mean, like, let's say you charge, like, the, like, the actual rate, sometimes you charge, like, 400 for, like, for an hour sessions on portrait, that client would get angry, like, I wouldn't get angry myself, 45 minutes for, like, $400, I would only charge, like, 120 just $20 for photographer, yeah, just to film me portraits and all that. But, but do you see what I'm saying, right? It's like it's like it's more about the passion, not about the money. Yeah. Because like. It, it's a change. It's a it's a changing world though. It's quite scary with all the 
all the changes happening and like five years ago it was completely different mm -hmm. but yeah i see what you mean um yeah so you want to get straight into the fifth question you out with that <laughs> yeah yeah let's go let's go <laughs> you say yeah. let's go all the time you said every question um all right well come on why keep on going upside down what do you do who do you look up to as an idol for example singer artist actor can be anyone um i look up to casey neister as a storyteller and mm -hmm. a youtube side mm -hmm. and i also look up to a lot of small creators so there's lewis lewis rossman i mm -hmm. look up to he's a new york um iphone repair owner mm -hmm. shop owner and he makes youtube videos about it and i look up to him as like because he does podcasts about it and things and i look up to him as the story that he tells as well um and a, a lot with the media companies on instagram like perth life and perth is okay and perth airport and western australian tourism i look up to all of the photos that they are sharing and mm -hmm. I love to see, like, what other people do. Mm -hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, because but, it's good to look up to someone because, like, someone is really inspiration. But, yeah, I actually like Katie Neinstein. He reviews so much about, like, te technology products and all that. I like his, like, technologies. I used to watch him a lot. But I'm more of watch other YouTubers as well. But, yeah, it's a good thing to look up to as, as an idol, which is, that's great. Um, ah, uh, what question are we on? Uh, you want to go straight to the sixth question? Besides from your photography stuff, yeah, what yeah. would you do? I mean, not um, your drone stuff. What would you do? What would you do if drones don't didn't exist? What would you do if drones didn't exist? Um, I love to play around with the portrait mode on iPhones and like getting the blur with the cameras behind it and like, like a doing the macro close-ups. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like the really close-up photos mm -hmm. and like playing with patterns and lines and things because that's one of the main reasons why I like to do drone top-downs mm -hmm. because about 95% of my photos is a top-down photo. Mm -hmm. I love to see like the textures and the colours and just getting close up and not being able to tell what it actually is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really good, like, to, what do you call it, like, you know, it's like, you know, like, if, like, personally, in my point of view, if drones didn't exist, I, like, I I really I, I got a drone not long ago, like, two months, I believe. Yeah, a, a month or two. The You heard, I got the Air, the Maverick Air 2. You heard that drone? Maverick Air 2. Yeah, yeah easily got that one and yeah. like if if drones didn't exist i would just play with gimbals or a um a rc um, remote control car not gonna lie in, in my personal opinion anything unmanned aircraft that's what i would play with you get what i'm saying yeah <laughs> if drones didn't exist it'll be helicopters helicopters rc or um and U uav i don't know if if that's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like an airplane thing. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Mm. Um, okay. Seven 
question. What's the best moment of your drone career? Um, the best moment was getting a feature, my first feature on the Australian tourism page, just the at Australia page. Oh, yeah, the Australian. And I gained, yeah, I gained about 3,000 followers in about two days from just that one feature. Mm-hmm. And that that was that was quite amazing, and that was when I got about five thousand likes on my own page, and I was like, wow. "Wow!" I was like, "Actually, I was actually seeing something," and I was like, "That was when I started to think well, this is actually pretty cool with the has- hashtags and all that." So that was quite one of my favourite things, and I'll just mention another one. Um, my first whale I found. I spent about two years look, just looking for whales on the drones, countless days just looking for whales. And when I found a whale, it was just amazing to capture the whale and its raw beauty. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, because, like, speaking of that, have you ever considered, I know this is, like, a new trend since it's, like, 2019, 2020 now, um, have you ever considered moving into TikTok? I actually do make TikTok videos myself. Oh, um, really? Occasionally, about once, once a fortnight or so, I just just make some occasional ones, just as fun skit little videos. Oh, yeah, like reels and all that, because because you know that like TikTok is actually gonna be like the new app to like grow, like you know grow your like your audience and all that because it's like TikTok is more of like um it's like. It's like YouTube, but you're but TikTok's doing everything for you, like putting thumbnails and all that, and this and that, and blah blah blah, and getting you the getting you the reviews instead of you doing it yourself. TikTok is doing the job. If you get, I hope it makes sense. But, yeah. Because like TikTok, it would be easy for someone to grow their audience. Like I like randomly, right? I know this is like believe it or not, I actually got like fifty comments. On my, on my video, like how many followers do you think I have? Pretend you don't know me, and I got like so much like likes and all that. And then the next few videos that I posted, right, and he only had like fifty reviews. It goes twenty, it goes two hundred, then it goes five hundred, then it goes three. <laughs> it works so yeah. It works really strange with TikTok. I I got a I got a million views on one of my videos and that was quite interesting yeah speaking of that it's actually how the view page work in the algorithm like i've i've got a friend who does tiktok he has a bigger audience and stuff and he actually told me how tiktok works like the algorithm if you post in the right timing um you'll get more reviews and then if you put if more than people watch your video more than 10 seconds they'll push it into more reviews that's good part about that's the good part about TikTok with YouTube. Just people can't be bothered like searching videos and all that. I just I just prefer to watch whatever they want in their own timing. And sometimes YouTube videos mm. get a bit boring. With like with TikTok, it's only like fifteen seconds real and all that and whatnot. But do you see yeah, what I, I wish mean? the Instagram reels <laughs> hey? I feel like the Instagram reels are too short too. And you can't download them, you can't share them, they're stuck on Instagram. Mm. Like, I feel you with that, it's like, th- there's a lot of improvements that, like, social media needs to actually do for, like, creators as us. Like, so, like, I found so much underrated creators, 
like Paulie, like Paulie Eric Paul Goldy. He's so underrated, like in Perth, and he has these like clients. And then I'm just like, you should do TikTok and helped Paulie a little bit as well. Like with his first video, if you go on um Eric Paul Goldie, like scroll all the way down the bottom, he actually had like four hundred reviews. His first actual video. Can't you believe that? It's so cool. Just um, TikTok. On Instagram or TikTok? Yeah, on TikTok. It's like... Oh, he does, he does TikTok now. Yeah, he does TikTok. I told him to do TikTok, and he just did it. He, like, he posted, like, he posted, like, three TikToks. I tell him t- the minimum of posting TikTok is three. But, yeah. <laughs> how, how, how often do you post again on TikTok? I used to post every day, and now I only do it about once every two weeks or a month. <laughs> um, yeah. You want to go straight on to the eighth question. Eight question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew you'd say that. Um, what drone do you recommend if someone's gone to purchase one? Uh, just like yourself, um, if you're going to buy a brand new one, I'd recommend the uh, Air 2. But if you're gonna if you're going to buy a second-hand one, just go for the second-generation one. So go to the... Mavic One, but I wouldn't. I'd try and buy a good quality second-hand one or a cheaper version of a new one to try and keep the budget Ooh, low. And even, mm, I, I even want to say to the podcast as well, even like to my audience, mm, wait for the Maverick Three. Wait for the Maverick Three. I want to see like that would be better than any other drones. That would be. I heard that's like. Have you heard about the Mavic Three? It's going to be released soon. In two weeks' time or something? No, I have not. Hey? Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting what they do with that. Because I want to see so much improvements. Like, I suggest to everyone, yeah, g- g- get, like, whatever's new out there. Portrait motors. Mm. They really need a portrait mode on the drone. Mm. I reckon, in my personal opinion, the improvement that drones need to actually have, I'm hoping that I'm waiting for the Mavic 3 so I can, like, maybe get that one and whatnot. But, like, I reckon the improvement that actually they need to have is one hour battery lifetime. That would, ha- if that would happen, like, a small drone has a big battery. And plus maybe 8K raw or 12. I reckon that would be yeah, possible. Uh, I don't think... Hey? I think they just need to improve 4K a little bit more and make slow-mo 4K and things like that. Mm, and another thing, I reckon they should have more log. Like, I think S-log, C-log, I don't know what's it called. Like, the color grading correction things. I know they do have a fair bit, but more of it. So they can color correct the colors or something. I don't even know. What do you reckon improvements that drone needs to have? Yeah. Besides from that stuff that we just talked just then? Um, mainly, mainly, like, the portrait mode. Mm-hmm. Because I, I had the Mavic 1, and the Mavic 1 did portrait mode, and then they released the Mavic 2, and they got rid of the portrait mode, and that was that was one of the worst things they did, removing the portrait mode, because it creates so much more... It just limits what you can do without a portrait mode, because then you have to crop all your videos and lose all the quality when you crop it. Fair enough. Mm. Because, like... Because with those like type of drones, like there's always like drones never get old. They always you. It's always best to keep up with the new features. It's like there's a lot of improvements, but over the years, I reckon when I was like uh, yeah around like 
three years ago, drones used to be big and all that. It used to be expensive. Like, I think the Phantom 4, I think it costs about around $1,000, 3 in the 4. Did it cost around that, in, around yeah. that time? Did it cost around $1,000, the Mavic 3 and stuff, Advance and all that? The Mavic 3 Advance, I believe, around that timing? I cannot remember. How much did the drones cost back around your time? I paid three thousand. I hey. I paid about three thousand for the Phantom Four and three thousand for the Phantom Two, mm-hmm. not the Mavic Two. So, mm-hmm. so they usually yeah they're quite pricey and they come down. They came down a bit after I bought it, unfortunately. Mm, because like uh, the Phantom Four actually worth worth nothing right now, but it probably will be worth something later on. But like the Mavic Four is actually worth four hundred dollars. I cannot believe. I'm just like, why would you sell expensive and now it's worth nothing? Yeah. Big, bulky, heavy. But, yeah, but now, now I see, like, now the Maverick Air 2, right? You know how they, they say it's going to be expensive? But it's actually not that. So, let's say it's like, it's around the mid-range. Like, the Phantom Air, the Air 2 that I, like, got, it's around, like, around 1500 Pretty pricey, but it's not that bad for a drone. But, yeah, um, mm. next question, the ninth question, the last question ever, um, do you have any advice for someone who wants to start drones, but they don't know where to start? Um, they should definitely, they shouldn't, they should start with their phone, of course, and playing a bit like TikTok and playing around with storytelling, they want mm. to do the video side, figure out their story and try a bit like mm-hmm. focus on themselves if they want to do it of themselves mm-hmm. or if they want to do like the like the close-up photography stuff they should definitely go out and just every single day if you go to the beach and just take a photo of your phone and play around with that uh, and because your phones get like lightroom and things on your phone because that's the best way to start is using your mm-hmm. phone like, i guess it's getting better each time like all this like what do you call it the technology and all that so yeah um so yeah i reckon starting off somewhere is actually a good thing with like you know if it doesn't matter if it's a phone or something or even start off with a um can you actually start off with like a hundred dollar piece of crappy toy with a camera you know those um zero drones or whatever you call it? yeah even the, even the gopros are quite cheap but mm. the gopro is only three hundred dollars brand mm. new at the moment Mm-hmm. pretty good though pretty decent you can't go wrong with that so you'd start off somewhere and then if you're really into it give yourself like a year or two or just even a year and if you really like it then then do it i guess <laughs> um got not much to say about that but um, yeah yeah <laughs> um anyways um thank you f- so much for joining my podcast it's really pleasure for you to uh, have you um, in my podcast, um, if anyone's looking for a, um, a drone videographer or photographer, I suggest, um, um, Perf Air, okay, it's Matt Bond, so, yeah, any last things you want to say to the podcast? No, no, thanks for having me, um, we should definitely, yeah, definitely check out my Instagram, at Perf Air, and thanks once again for having me, I had a great time. Yeah, easy.